everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Books The Case. I am Sam, and my pronouns are she, her. And I'm Alex, and my pronouns are she, her. And what are we talking about today? One, we are talking about Written in the Stars, which is one of my favorite books that I read last year. Two, we are talking at the same level because your girl got a mic. That's true. Now we will both be really loud in your ears instead of just me. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even like realize that could have been interpreted <laughs> like that. Good way. Sam and I come as a package deal is what we're saying. And she has one ear and I have the other ear. That's right. I take the left because that's what I write with. Oh, okay. That works. I'm a right-handed person. So. Do you? Okay. okay. Not to be so spicy in the beginning of the episode, but you're left-handed. Do you use your left hand for other activities? Okay. So on other people, yes. Huh. But I don't know why I use my right hand for myself. Also, since we walked down this path, since we walked down this path and there's no going back, I bought myself something over break and it just came in. And guys, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to Amazon and type in Tracy's dog and read the comments. Tracy's dog? Yeah. Would you like me to read one of the comments to you? Can yeah, you I'm just baffled by the name of this. Like, why are we naming it Tracy's dog? I don't know, but Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It was a beautiful experience for myself. Um, hold on, let me find it. I, so I ordered it because, like, I read a thing about talking about, like, that's one of the best out there. And then when I went to Amazon, I was just like, oh, let's just read the comments. Oh my gosh, I laughed so hard. Like, I could not stop. Okay, orders. Delivered. You don't share your Amazon account with anyone, do you? No, I would be in so much trouble. Yeah, because my mom shares mine. Wait, so how do you order things? I don't. I don't. Well, all right, that'll do it. (laughs) Um, Okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. I have this. Um, there's a question. Top review. Okay. I had high expectations of this toy while the price being under $30. I wasn't exactly going to be shocked if it was mediocre. A few friends of mine bought it recently and told me of its power. I was warned to take the day off, hydrate, and above all, do some stretches. I thought... <laughs> such drama queens it was delivered within two days of ordering so it's already off to a good start opening the very discreet box instructions say one hour charge time not too bad i plug this little bad boy in while the kids are at school waiting for it to charge killing time reading some erotica my friend and fellow queenie recommended because i don't have time to screw around waiting to get to the mood I have mm-hmm. to get the kids in a few hours, and I need to be ready to go when this thing is then charging. TikTok, bitch. TikTok. Welcome to motherhood. <laughs> Patiently waiting. Um, minutes checking to see if the light has stopped blinking every 20 minutes like a crackhead waiting for its dealer. 
After only an hour and a half, a solid pink light game on. I played with the settings on my hand to test the fine machinery out. The, the vibration for the G-spot part is quite strong. I was impressed with it, with it even before use. Next was suction. So many levels of it was interesting to see the different patterns and strength. There were 10 levels for the clitoral. I've used the BS Tracy's dog clit suction type stimulator, so I have something to compare it to, but I looked forward to it nonetheless. Time to solo party. This is the best part. I found placement for the clit a bit um, low for my body shape. It took me a few minutes to get everything where it needed to be. That was a bit time consuming and slightly frustrating. But with any new toy, it's trial and error started with the clit one on low, which I barely even felt. Unbeknownst to me, it wasn't lined up 100%. So me being me, I decided to go from zero to 70 in 4.5. Oh no. I hit a suction button setting to level six or seven and made a minor adjustment to the placement. At least that's what I think happened because I'm pretty sure I blacked out. Uh, My legs went straight out like those goats who faint when scared. I never came so fast and so hard in my life. I squirted. I've never done that. Luckily, I put a towel down because I have a wet spot. I frantically tried to turn it off, but it ended up hitting the buttons like a maniac, sending to even stronger suction and now variant pulses from the G-spot vibrator and came again. I'm pretty sure I levitated. It was an unending orgasm. This time my soul left me and God himself said, child, it is not your time. Go back to the little purple light. Mind you, I'm agnostic. I'm brought back into my earthly body after managing to pull off, pull it off me, throwing it across my bed. It falls to the floor, still buzzing happily away. I shook for a good five minutes. I couldn't get up off the bed, even if I wanted to. I stared at the ceiling days, trying to remember who I am and what year this is. So in conclusion, this met and exceeded my expectations. Hydrate. Make sure you don't have to do anything that involves decisions or brain power for the rest of the day. And for the love of God, stretch like you're about to run a 500 meter dash. Oh, 300- my God. 328 people found this helpful. Um, whoever this is should write a book. That was a I journey. Like, how funny is that comment? Oh. I laugh to this day. That's so fucking funny. Um, I would like a follow-up about if that comment is truly accurate or not. I will say this. Oh, there's already a follow-up. Are you kidding me? It came in two days ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. There is a... All right. Um, yes. It was good. Good. Now, yeah. when she says it's a little frustrating trying to figure out, like, exactly where to put it, that it, like, you, everybody is very different. So trying to figure out, like, where it's going to make you feel good. But once you get there, it is like... And I am not one... Oh, my gosh. Lori Lane, please never listen to this podcast. Yeah, if, uh, if there was ever an episode to skip, it is this one. <laughs> I wish that I was the type of girl that could, like, have multiple orgasms without stopping. Mm-hmm. I can't. It's overstimulation. Same. And I just, like, I have, you got to give me a minute. And then, like, we can continue on. Um... I would say I had three because it just hit different spots. Damn. 
it was so and so it is needless to say i've used it every day this week um i feel like we may or may not get a few messages asking for the link so keep we an got eye you guys. <laughs> that is great i'm very happy for you and it fits, it fits the theme of this episode that we started this way so you know i'm not mad i'm not mad also that's what's giving me life this week what's giving <laughs> me alex what's giving you life um honestly i mean i feel like i don't know i've been home um tab had a neck surgery on tuesday she had like a, her a whole like a full disc replacement from a car accident so i've just been like taking care of her so i was actually off tuesday and wednesday and after the initial like bringing someone home from surgery is stressful um because they just had surgery and like when you have dogs and like the second you get home i feel like there's a lot to do like you have to pick up medicine you have to like get them situated then you have dogs i had to feed everyone it's like six o'clock i'm like panicking because like she was just out all day and now she's hungry i'm hungry the dogs aren't everyone's screaming i'm like ah um but after that initial stress um things are fine i was off the next day too um but i did have a meltdown um when i i went early because they i don't know it's like 2021 but the surgery center handed me like physical prescriptions instead of just e-prescribing to the drugstore so that it would be ready which is what most people do so i picked them up and i'm like okay let me go to any cvs i'm panicking a little bit because i don't have her id or her insurance card but she normally goes to cvs and i'm like i hope they let me drop off these narcotics um right and don't think i've stolen a prescription without my name so i i go to one and they're like oh we don't have this and i'm like okay so then i go to another and like we don't have this and then i'm like high anxiety like i'm i'm wanting to like have a meltdown because i'm like what the fuck do i do i need her medicine it's just pain medicine but I'm like, i need this medicine so then i start and i'm like 30 minutes from where our house is so i'm not anywhere nearby where i can run back out so then i start calling places and walgreens says they have it but they can't give it to me because i don't have her insurance and she's not in their system then I call another CVS and the guy's like, well, I can't tell you that over the phone. We get robbed for that drug. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not trying to rob you. Um, but if I bring it by, I'm literally half a mile away. Can I, can you tell me if you have it then if I'm there? He's like, yeah, but it's a four hour wait. And I'm like, okay. For what? To pick it back up. So I'm like, okay, well, I can't do that. I can't come back out here in four hours. So I'm like, having a meltdown i'm like i have to pick her up and i didn't get anything done and i couldn't figure this out but i pick her up and then the cvs by us had it and it was ready in two hours but it was i don't know that i'm good at taking care of people <laughs> okay i would stress out that would terrify me i'm easily overwhelmed with like unknown situations so the fact that like i had to go to all these cvs's and keep talking to people and they were giving me bad news and i'm like my anxiety just makes me cry. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm trying to be an adult. <laughs> Listen, there is nothing worse than trying to be an adult. Like when it comes to other people. Yeah. Oh, like I can be an adult for myself. I will panic, but it's fine. But you make me be an adult for someone else. And I'm like, <laughs> well, and you don't want to fail. And this is stuff like, I know I'm at the age that my mom was when she had her first kid but i'm like this is the stuff i still need my mom to do because she can like get it done she doesn't like panic she just starts like she'll raise her voice at people to get things done if she needs to 
but she will like solve a problem so fast. And I don't know if that comes with having kids. Like you just like snap into this person who doesn't cry when someone is mean to you or like doesn't have an answer. But I'm like, okay, I'm almost 30 and I still am struggling doing things for myself. So when does that get better? I can't have a kid and call my mom. <laughs> call grandma. She'll do it. <laughs> that part. Call grandma. Um, I don't know. Because same. Like, mom had a conversation with me the other day. And she was like, when was the last time that you went to the dentist? <laughs> we were just art insurance and stuff. And I was like. I don't want to call you- and make an appointment. <laughs> And he took me, Lori, whenever I was 18. Yeah. And she was like, hey, let's go to the dentist. It's so, I don't know if it's like a millennial thing, because I do feel like everyone in our age bracket is like, we all hate making phone calls. We all hate like doing things like that. But it, I didn't go to the dentist for like five years. And then finally I'm like, I need to go to the dentist. But it, it like physically pains me to make phone calls to strangers. Oh my gosh, yes. I can, I hate to call for takeout. If they have a like order online, I will order it online. Yeah. I have to call you. It's same. And both relationships I've been in, like Tab has to talk on the phone for a living. So she's more used to it. But um, even with my ex, like he would get so mad at me for not wanting to call. Cause I'd be like, can you just call them? And he'd be like, no, you need to practice. And I'm like, I don't want to practice. No, just no, I do it for me. Do you not love me? <laughs> um, I hate calling parents. Like that's probably one of the worst things in the world to me. Mm-hmm. And I get a text message from my boss being like, "Hey, call this parent." So I'm like, oh, 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 oh. and I already my voice is very high and feminine, so I sound like a little girl, and whenever like ever I firmly believe that everyone has a like speaking voice and uh-huh. then like a regular voice and my speaking voice is like hello like this is McLean from the middle school and I'm just calling to talk to you about that and <laughs> I sound like I'm 13 years old like yeah I sound like I put a seventh grader on the line to call them <laughs> hey, I have my student aide here calling you <laughs> I do the same thing. I have to call. I actually like, this is where I'm, I'm not a good employee is I'm supposed to do reminder calls and I just really don't do them. If I don't have like, we have like a Facebook page for our program. And if they're not on the Facebook page or I can't have my coworker text them from his work phone, cause I don't get a work cell phone. I like really resist calling. And, um, where was I going with that? Oh, I have a voice too. I'll be like, Hi, this is Alex from USF. I'm just calling to remind you of your point. I feel like I sound like an automated person, but then I just don't do the reminder calls sometimes. And in my head, I rationalize it like, you're not a bad employee. You're teaching them adult skills of remembering your own appointments. Okay, I'm going to have a confession to you. So whenever we went out for quarantine for that nine weeks, I had to call 32 kids every week. Because I had, you had to get into contact with them. No. And the rule said not text them. But literally after the first week, I was like, if you text me, like we're, we're Gucci. And so I would, every Monday at nine o'clock, I would have about 30 text messages that were like, I'm good, Miss Land, did this. Or like, hey, Miss Land, checking in. Because they knew if they, they did it, they wouldn't have to get a phone call from me. Mm-hmm. And I would literally call 
Oh, yes, now you good? And she'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, cool. Yeah. The best part of working with like youth, because um, all of my clients are younger than me by at least four or five years. And they also don't want to talk on the phone. So I'm like, listen, if you give me your Facebook, I can message you there. We don't have to talk on the phone. If you have a problem, you can message me because it's just for, I mean, it's like a community educator Facebook. So it's not, there's, we have like 400 friends. Not all of them are clients, Um, but we do a lot of like outreach and education. So I'm like, if you follow that page or we're friends on that page, then you can message me. I can message you. We don't have to talk on the phone. If you have a cell phone and you text, we can do it through Bernard, if if you sign up for your like portal, we can message through that. And most of the time they'll do that because they also don't want to be on the phone. So I'm like, yes. But then I have the parents of my little kids who like want to talk to me. And I'm like, oh, Please. no, <laughs> unavailable. <laughs> unavailable. Now, I will tell you, I talk all this shit, but I will throw down. I mean, throw down. If I have to call for like my phone shattered and so trying to get it fixed, I was trying to call Verizon and it just kept sending me to an automator and like, I didn't know which one to push. Mm-hmm. And so I'm pushing them and then it would just be like, okay, try again. Or then I would push and they'd be like, okay, just go online. Or I would, and I was just like so fed up and I was like, yes, give me representative yeah you're like screaming representative into the phone for an hour they do make it so difficult I even like a lot of my job is trying to get my kids to switch their Medicaid plan because they get put in like an HMO and then they can't see us and I've always given them numbers and I can't call Medicaid for them they have to call which is already a barrier because no one wants to be on the phone but when they finally do call it takes them like 40 minutes to try to figure out how to get through their phone tree that they're like, I'm just not doing it. So I finally figured out yesterday how to switch it online for them. If they give me like login information and I'm like, damn, if I could have figured this out a few years ago, my life would be so much easier. So much easier. Everything should be online. I also hate that we put that much responsibility on a kid. Like it sucks. Like they should not have to do that. Yeah, and Sorry. insurance company people, sometimes they're probably very exasperated. So a lot of times when I get a hold of them, they're very short with me. And if I was 19, I'd be like, no, I'm not doing this. Yeah, same. Even at um, 20, 29, I'd, I had a call one time, my dental insurance, because they were giving me the runaround. And I was like so frustrated, of course, at this point, like I'm mad and I'm crying and I'm like, I just need help. But I would not have done that at night. I would have just never gone to the dentist. Not at like all. Sam. <laughs> like me. Um, yeah. 2021, anyway. we're getting you to the dentist. Um. Well, okay. It was a joke because I have been, I went to the dentist for the first time since I was 18 a, a month or two ago. Oh, okay. Um, but we... That's why mom was like, you have to go to the dentist. But I had a back tooth that would ache. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, and I was just talking to her and I was like, is that like normal? And she was like, no. I was like, are you sure? And she was like, that is not normal. You gotta go <laughs> to the I was, dentist. I know. And I was like, I don't want to. It's just that first hurdle. I feel like once you call and set an appointment, 
then you can make your appointments when you're there and then you're in that routine of going every six months. So, but for me, what happened was I was in that routine for a year and then the pandemic hit and all my appointments got canceled in March and now I have to call them back and I haven't done that for the last nine months. So <laughs> I feel that. Yeah, that. that that should okay. be my goal this next week. Okay, go on. Written in the stars. Yay! I feel like everyone's read this book by now. It's it's a bookstagram favorite. Gosh, it is so good, so good. Um, it's it's really interesting. So Alex and I are part of a group called the Gay Exchange Program, and we pass books through each other and we annotate in them just so that like, it's almost like we're reading together. And I got written in the stars from our friend JG, who is amazing. And they were very gracious and sent it to me first. And then I sent it to Alex. <laughs> and we, that was so much fun. So much fun. It really is. And it's like an added surprise. You turn the page and I see like you screaming in pen and I'm like, Sam. <laughs> I love, I tried really hard to keep it in the same color. I think I was orange. Yeah. So I kept orange pin everywhere with me. And I was like, I know everyone's like, what is happening? Because I would be like, oh, and I'd pull out my orange pin and like, right. <laughs> um, but it got spicy. It did. That chapter 12 will be a discussion here. Um, I feel like yeah. I need to grab the book to remember the details because I read this back in November, but it's fine. Um, I did not, I needed to buy the book. I told myself I was going to buy the book and I just did it yet. And I'm going to, I saw it at Target though. And let me tell you, that made me so proud. That is I go to Target. I go to Target a lot. I don't want to tell y'all how much because that would make me feel really bad about myself. And we are not here for that in 2021, <laughs> but I went to Target and I love to go through their book section and pretty much my whole thing now is it's not gay. I don't want it. Like, yeah. if it's not gay, I don't it. And so it's really hard for me to find adult books at Target that are any type of gay. Yeah, like, especially sapphic. Yes. And it was so nice as I was looking to see Written in the Stars. And I was like, oh, my goodness. That is really cute. I want to check. Honestly, I put it on my Amazon wish list, hoping that someone would get it for me. For like, because my family checks that for my birthday, and like, um, some of my friends that are from grad school or my, or it's just the easiest thing to have if people want to send like birthday gifts. Um, and so I had put it on there after I read that because I was like, I could buy it for myself, or I could like wait and see if someone will buy it for me. But the thing I love about romance books, which I've just discovered, is that. They always come out in paperback first, so they're always pretty cheap. Um, I didn't realize that they don't have hardcover versions. Okay, same. I don't like, know why. I wonder, someone listening to this will probably have the answer, but why don't romance books get hardcovers? I'm not complaining. I love paperback, but it's weird. Okay, I have a spicy take. Are you ready? Yes. I would rather have the paperback than the hardback. Oh, me too. I feel like that's a pretty normal... Like, I think like people think it's spicy because hardcover, I feel like hardcovers look nice on a bookshelf, but nobody likes reading them. They're heavy. They, they like can't bend. And we like bending. <laughs> this is this episode today. <laughs> Sam got a present and now we're, we're like, 
to how we're very hyped. <laughs> um, uh, no, it's just that you guys can hear me more. Usually my comments you can't hear because I'm like this. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> yeah, you get drowned out sometimes because I'm so loud with the microphone, but now it's equal. There's a quality. Get on our level. Get on our level. Okay, should I read uh, a synopsis? Yes, please. I would love okay. that. That way we have a refresher. Anyone listening who has no idea what the fuck we're talking about has a refresher. Okay. <clears throat> With nods to Bridget Jones and Pride and Prejudice, a charming own voices queer rom-com debut about a free-spirited social media astrologer, ooh, who agrees to a fake relationship with an uptight actuary until New Year's Eve with results not even the stars could predict. Ooh, nice and cheesy right from the jump. After a disastrous blind date, Darcy Lowell is desperate to stop her well-meaning brother from playing matchmaker ever again. Love and the inevitable heartbreak is the last thing she wants. So she fibs and says her latest setup was a success. Darcy doesn't expect her lie to bite her in the ass. Elle Jones, one of the astrologers behind the popular Twitter account Oh My Stars, dreams of finding her soulmate, but she knows it is most assuredly not Darcy. A no-nonsense, stick-in-the-mud, way-too-analytical, punctual, and skeptical for someone as free-spirited as Elle. When Darcy's brother and Elle's new business partner express... Oops. I feel like I read that sentence too fast. Okay. When Darcy's brother and Elle's new business partner expresses how happy he is that they hit it off, Elle is baffled. Was Darcy on the same date? Because awkward. When Darcy begs Elle to play along, she agrees to pretend they're dating to save face. But with a few conditions, Darcy must help Elle navigate her own overbearing family over the holidays and their arrangement expires on New Year's Eve. The last thing they expect is to develop real feelings during a fake relationship, but maybe opposites can attract when true love is written in the stars. Very cute. Yeah, <laughs> Very I'm out cute. of breath now. <sighs> I would like to say that it definitely had its bit of cheesiness. I mm -hmm. Um... But it really leans into the cheesy, and I was not mad at that. That's a good point. It does. I, I had the same thought at first. I was like, ooh. But then I'm like, you know what? It's just nice. That, and, like, it wasn't heavy. Like, I feel like I read it at such a good time. I think I read it in October. Um, and I remember thinking, like, this was worth it. Like, it wasn't heavy. It was perfect for what we needed, um, which is now perfect for what we need now because <laughs> we are in a rough spot. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's my favorite part about romance, though, which I know a lot of people have said before, is that you kind of know what you're getting into. Like, you're going to have, like, some kind of, like, romantic trope. There will be, like, a tiny bit of drama because it's a book. And then usually things end up well and sometimes your brain needs that like very predictable yes. course of action and yes. it's still enjoyable even though you know what will happen each book is different but it's not it's nice to not have to like be on edge or not know what to expect it's it's one of those have you ever seen that thing online and I don't know if it came from an actual therapist or if there's any evidence base for this but um Usually people who are, like, high anxiety like to rewatch the same movies and shows because they know it's predictable. Yeah. And they know how it'll end. And so – and Dom does it. He'll watch, like, 
it chapter one and two all the time. He's we're a scary movie family. Like Coraline, things that he I know <laughs> the the it movies are his comfort movies. Um, he maybe he's a serial killer. I don't know, but he will say that and he's like, I just like the predictability now. Like it's a favorite movie. I know what's gonna happen. It can't stress me out. And like I feel that way with books too, because you know what you're getting with a romance book but it's going to be cute anyway. So you can kind of like follow a path that doesn't make you panic. I am that way with Parks and Rec and New Girl. But also an added layer to that is I won't watch the end because I can't handle endings. Really? I don't. I have never seen, like I probably watched Parks and Rec over 100 times from beginning to season six. And I saw Mm-hmm. that's wild yeah and then with new girl I have watched from beginning to then but I won't watch the last season and I've never watched the last season of the office um I'm trying to think what else I haven't watched I mean to be season. honest the last season of the office sucks so. but like I just I do not do well with endings yeah like, oh I hate it and like I remember being a kid and maybe being like 10 or 11 and watching the last episode of um, Corey and Topanga. What's that called? Boy um, Meets World. Boy Meets World. I was Love like 11. Show. Maybe I was 11 or 12. But I was young and it, I cried all day. Like, because it's just so emotional. And then from there, I do not watch them. I've never seen the last episode of Friends. I've never seen, I do not watch last episodes. Okay, I will say though that Boy Meets World as an adult still is fantastic. I watched it all when I got Disney Plus a year ago, and it's even funnier as an adult. Then maybe I should watch it. Yeah, it's it's really good. I mean, uh, the last episode is sad because like, you know, they leave, but it it's still, some of those like, like I watched, I tried to watch Lizzie McGuire too when I got Disney Plus, and I'm like, oh my god, this is fucking awful. Like, I love Lizzie McGuire, and the Lizzie McGuire movie is one of my like, all-time favorite movies because I'm a child but like the show is not that good but Boy Meets World is fantastic got it so I will do that yeah it's like a good light and fluffy show it is a good show I love Boy Meets World um but yeah so I definitely do that and Written in the Stars is very much chill and fun and sweet who did you most like associate with Okay, but I know exactly who our answers are going to be because I'm definitely Darcy. Like, I am cynical. I'm, like, anti-love. If anyone has ever tried to date me, which no one has who listens to this, but except for Tab. Um, um, Tab's better be listening to our shit. And she'll confirm. She will literally, like, write in a novel. I just, like, don't buy into anything. And I'm very, like, I don't know, maybe, mm, like, probably not. And it takes me a long time to warm up to things. So Darcy immediately, I was like, that's me. Although at first she was really a bitch and I didn't like her immediately. She, okay. And then once you start to realize you're like, okay, but I will say this. I was like, okay, everyone's had a breakup. Chill out, homegirl. Yeah. Like I feel that way too. Like, honestly, that's one of the least, the things I like least about, a character if like 
they're like, I can't love again because I've been broken up with. Like, girl, we all have been broken up. Unless you married the first person you ever dated, we've all we've all been there, done that. And if you have, <laughs> welcome you to the have... new podcast where Sam drops her microphone once an episode. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We'll we'll accept one drop as long as we can hear you the other times. Um, I will say that sometimes I feel really, this sounds terrible, sometimes I feel really sad for people who married, like, their high school love. Like, I mean, I'm sure life is good. I'm sure that's great. But, like, I feel like I grew so much through breakups, through figuring shit out, through being alone. Yeah. And for... I completely agree. And as someone who dated, I dated, like I, I'm going to say this with quotes. I dated people my freshman year of high school, but it was not like anything serious. But once I started dating my ex now, we dated for eight years. So it was through high school and like most of actually all of undergrad and then like grad school. So Damn. yeah. And like fully intended to, I mean, Obviously, like I, when I was 18, I was like, we're going to get married. Um, but then as our relationships, like once we were in our 20s, like we started like becoming different people. And I was like, I can't like I could have a very like happy relationship. But then I feel like I was like settling. So why don't we like go out and live our lives? And I'm so I, at certain times in my life have been like, oh, man, it would have just been like easier or better to stay in that relationship. But I'm like, I learned even from my first like real heartbreak, like from the person who really like. There's always, like, that one person that fucks you over, you know? And I don't know who I would be if I didn't do that, because at least, like, that taught me that I will never do that again, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's so interesting for me, too. Um, I came out when I was 28. Um, And the first girl I ever, like, that person that, like, that I loved and that I realized, like, was different everyone else um it taught me so much and I don't think I would be where I am today like Mm -hmm. as a lesbian as like accepting of all of myself had I not been with her like I think that I would still be in a closet I think I would still be telling myself that things are you know yeah I think I would still be at war with like my inner self and I'm not and even my family is in so much of a better state because of that whole relationship because that's who I came out with that's who Mm -hmm. you know helped you cross that bridge yeah I think about that one person for me and all I know is like I I feel like usually there's like Mm -hmm. someone in our lives that you like lose yourself for Mm -hmm. and then when they're gone you have to learn to like first of all what the fuck happened there? Because I didn't know I was that person. And then, like, build yourself back up and get to a point where, like, you'd never lose yourself again. And I'm, I feel like that's such an important lesson for people to learn. So, like, if you never have breakups and you never, like, get out of your comfort zone and experience things. And also, like, I always want – and I feel like this is just my personality because I have a best friend who married her high school sweetheart. Um, not – Thanks. It's not successful right now, or I don't think it's been successful since, like, they were 21, but 
sometimes we'll talk and she'll be like, you know, you, you get to go out and like do all these cool things and you have all these like wild stories and she doesn't have that. And it makes me sad for her. And then it makes me, cause I, I used to like struggle where I'd be like, man, I could have been married and had kids and like live that life. But then at the same time, I'm like, but I'd have nothing to like look back on and I wouldn't have traveled and I wouldn't have met all these cool people and I wouldn't know this about myself. So I'd rather like fuck around in this decade and settle down in my next. I don't know. People say your 30s are your 20s. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like 35 and up is a good time to like, you still got time. I I agree. We all have time. I also like, I look at myself and I just like, I have a friend and I'm pretty sure she will never listen to this podcast. Um, We went to high school together. She started dating her husband in eighth grade. Um, They broke up once for like six months, but they were together through it all. You know what I'm saying? Like they mm-hmm. never, um, and they have three babies and they're happy, but like, I don't know that she knows who she is. Yeah. I think it's hard when you don't have to be by yourself, get to know other people, like even dating other people, whether it amounts to anything or not, like, you learn a lot about like how you relate to people, how you like get along with people who have different views and how we're raised different and like different things. And you learn a lot about yourself, your own body, things like that, yeah. like stuff you would never know. So Darcy just being like, had a breakup, love sucks, never do it again. I get it. But also like, I've, I've never been like that all or nothing mindset where I'm like, I can't ever do it again. I'm mad forever. But otherwise I am Darcy. And you're um, very clearly L. <laughs> Um, I think I wrote it on every other page. Oh my gosh, this is me. Yeah, just um, like happy-go-lucky, like bouncy, jolly. The only thing I didn't like about Elle is I felt like they tried too hard to make her. I felt like to a point she almost got a little, I don't want to say pathetic, because <laughs> I don't think that's the word, but I was just like, homegirl, it's okay. Like, yeah, most of the cheese Don't, came from L. Yeah. Like, or even, like, you don't have to keep trying. Like, let her go. She'll come back if she wants to. Like, let her go. Yeah. Um, but, and when she did let her go, she came right back. And wow. she came. <laughs> Sometimes you have to leave them wanting. That's right. Um, um, what was I going to I was going to ask you a question about Ellen Darcy, but you go. I was going to say, who could you see playing Ellen Darcy and the brother? Ugh, so I have I I'm bad at this game. I'm not good at this game. I love this game. Okay, you tell, then you tell me. <laughs> okay, so I could see the brother, like the way that he acted and everything. I could see him being Jim from The Office. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like a little dorky, but cute. Yeah, and like sweet. And so, what's his name? Um, John Krasinski. I could see him as John Krasinski during the office, not hot, beautiful now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I could see L. Oh, how did I say? I know that I could see Darcy as more like um, Kristen Stewart, like just like tall like Kristen Stewart you know, is like two inches tall 
Oh, is she? She's so I small. I don't know people's height. I'll say I, I, if you did you watch Happiest Season? Yeah. Oh, okay. So the person she acts with is very tall and like just like a larger woman, and Kristen Stewart looks like a, a child. Okay, so who is a tall, dark-haired woman that we could see? I've suddenly forgot every woman. Every woman. <laughs> um, yeah. And But Elle, I was like, ooh, I could see Elle like, um, ooh, who could I see Elle as? Because she had like reddish hair. It was what about crazy. Rachel McAdams? Oh, I could see Rachel McAdams. But I felt like she was a little bit more like curvy. Okay, yeah, a yeah. A little bit. And can, so I was um, trying to think like can Darcy Christian, be Hendrix? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Can um Darcy be a uh, young Catherine Zeta Jones? Oh hell yeah. Okay. I just Googled her because I was like, that sounds like Dar I although I think one of them's blonde. I would let her put all of her body on top of her. Yeah. Even now. Um, Elle was like blondish red hair, like strawberry blonde. Mm, okay, okay. Okay, I have a question. How did you feel? I have two questions. Um, so yeah. I'll ask you this one and then I'll ask you the next one. How did you feel about their meet scene when they get set up on a blind date and it's the beginning of the book, so no spoilers are here, but like they get set up on a blind date um, Elle comes in a little late and chaos ensues. Um, I laugh because I'm always late. Um, <laughs> That's true. I actually was like, that is Sam. I'm always late. <laughs> and so I felt really sad for Elle because I already like that set such a bad precedent. And I don't know if we have ever talked about it. I feel like we talk about it every episode, so that's sarcasm. I am so clumsy when it comes to like dating women. Like I have walked in the trick, I have slipped, I have lost my wallet. So like everything about that whole thing, I was like, oh fuck, I have done every single one of them. Yeah. Um. So I 100% understood all of it. I hated Darcy from the beginning because of the way that she treated Elle. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, like do not be a bitch like none of that was on purpose <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying have like, some grace and like and, um and like like I said like I start to like Darcy a lot more as the book goes on but at first I was like get behind me Satan <laughs> like yeah I would agree and as someone that's where I was like oh I'm Darcy only because like opposite to you I am extremely punctual I'm like I'm early. Like if, if it is five o'clock, I'm there at four 30 waiting in my car. Like, because I will be on time to me as like early. So I like Darcy would have been like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Um, but I wouldn't have been as angry as she was. Like, usually I'm fine with like, however people are. And then when we're dating, I'm mad because you're making me late now and then I'll fight you. But like, I would never act like that to a stranger. Even if inside I was like, this is not going to go anywhere. I'm mad. I'm never seeing this person again. I would still be kind. Yeah. And I was like, what? And then it was just so weird to see, like, the complete difference between her and her brother. Like, mm -hmm. her brother was so kind, so loving, so just, like, I'm here. Like, I love you. And yeah. I was just like, where, 
is this bitterness coming from, homegirl? Darcy had like an all or nothing personality, but she does grow on you tremendously. And so, okay, in that vein, what do you think about the fake dating romance? Because I was surprised. I'm like, if someone treated me like that, I would be like, fuck you and your fake dating scheme. I'm out. I think Elle really wanted some pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the attraction was there in the first date. It's just the personality clash. And I think Elle was like, all right. I'm going to get laid today. And I can't tell you that that would not go through my mind. All right. <laughs> Sam would be like, I'll do it, but we have to have sex every day. Every <laughs> so every it's really time. not fake dating. It's just like hooking up and people think we're dating. I mean, does that not happen in the book? Yeah. I, after this book, like, I actually like the fake dating thing. And it's happening in, it happened in Bridgerton the first few episodes. And I'm like, I'm actually, like, I would do a fake dating. Like, if if I was, you know, younger and there was, like, a hot person and they're like, I'd actually probably propose the fake dating because I'd be like, I'm not actually going to date you. Um but I, I'm really, and the fake dating was also in Take a Hint, Danny Brown, and I think that might be my new favorite romance trope. So I'm fixing to put on my Instagram. Does anyone want a fake date? <laughs> Who wants to do a <laughs> fake dating scheme? And then, you know what? You fall in love. So that's what always happens. Um, <laughs> um, all right, Sam, chapter 12. Tell me about chapter 12. Dear God. Okay, so I really expected it to be a little bit like old Meryl. Lord I was just going to say that. Um, I thought it would be a little, a little, like, add a little spice, but not too much. Um, So maybe some pepper. No, they added red the pepper flakes. Red pepper flakes. <laughs> um, I will say... And Darcy was everything I expected in the bedroom. Definitely like, the top. Coffee. Um, and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I. this was my first sapphic romance outside of something to talk about. Like, I had never really heard or read any sapphic romances. So I was like, I expected the same thing. Like, something to talk about. It probably won't be, like, too graphic. I'm sure there will be, like, maybe one or two more. It won't, like, be that slow. But then I got to that scene and I was like, this is so detailed. Like, mm-hmm. every book should have this scene everywhere. Every book. Do you hear me? Yeah. I laughed out loud. Um, I think it was JG who wrote, like, don't read this. Or, no, it was I- Megan. I, one of them wrote, like, don't read this chapter on a subway. I think it was JG. Yeah, like, warning Megan or something. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I probably would have, like... And my, my eyes would have been, I maybe would have gotten a little flush. Like, whew. Oh, it was very flush. I Content warning for chapter 12. Um, I definitely did a, like, what's it called? An out loud reading to a person with that book. <laughs> and it was very nice. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Look at you. That's spicy. Let me read you the the porn chapter of this book. I will say that um, Megan has the arc of one last stop. And when she was talking in her group chat about like, oh, the chapter, like my roommate tabbed it and stuff. 
she sent Abby the chapter pages and Abby sent them to me and I was like, this is equally great. <laughs> Sam's just silent. I'm jealous. I, I can send you the pages. Pages. It's pretty good. It's like in a tra- oh spoiler. It's like in a train bath. It's in a bathroom. I don't know. It's like in a bathroom. Oh. It's- I okay. I have a spicy take as a lesbian. Or- you don't like bathroom sex. I do not like bathroom sex. I have refused twice in my life because I'm like no. Yeah, I will say it's. I feel like it's harder to navigate as a. Um, same-sex couple or, like, parent. I don't know. Sometimes it's just some of the stuff you have to, like, get into position for or, like, kneel down for or bend down. Like, if you're just using hands, that's fine. But, like, sometimes it's it's it can be a little difficult. And bathrooms are gross. Bathrooms are gross. Yeah. It's never my go-to, like, wow, this is hot. Let's go to this dirty bar bathroom and get all naked and germy. <laughs> <laughs> it's sticky in there. I don't want to touch it. I know. Don't make me put my butt there. Oh, no. No, I think of every bathroom in a bar I've been to in Tampa, and I would never let any part of my body touch any part. Even the walls. I, like, I like stand so still in the bathroom, like, don't touch anything. <laughs> squat! Squat! <laughs> oh, it's, it's horrifying. So, um, other people... Yeah are better than us yeah i'm real proud of y'all maybe it's a 30 thing i've really come to terms with the fact that now that i'm in my 30s like i can't just say i'm 30 i'm now in my 30s because i'm 31 (laughs) um now that i'm in my 30s there are things that i cannot stand Mm -hmm. and one is bathroom sex two is the word slaps if I have to hear someone say that slaps one more time, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> and I do not violence. Um, yeah, it but, is the stupid oh, word. That slaps. I'm going to make that Sorry. the episode title. <laughs> so you have to see it every time you look at the episode. Just kidding. I won't. Um, yeah. What was I going to say? Okay. So what did you think about the, so throughout the book, Elle is, she's working, she's like an astrologer on Twitter, but she's working with Darcy's brother to create a dating app where you match with someone based on your, your birth chart essentially and how compatible you are. Um, so they have various like uh, star sign charts in the book, like what's your favorite song, depending on your star sign, what's your favorite holiday drink, and it's cute, and we would all circle ours, yeah. and like, Sam and I have the same one, so she'd already have mine circled, and I'd be like, me too, but I also, like, check my, my rising and moon sign are the same sign, and I relate more to those, so I'd always, like, point at my Gemini sign too, but what did you think about uh, all the astrology as an Enneagram person and not an astrology person? I thought it was cute. I thought it was fun. I don't know. It's funny because like, I still don't know enough about like astrology to be like, oh, I definitely think that I'm a Sagittarius or I'm a, you know, da, 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 da. Um, I, I feel like I made you do my birth chart 1800 times and I still, still don't, don't know remember. That. You have to get the, get the app CoStar and it'll keep it all in there for you. And then you can add your friends and um, 
you can see how your charts relate. So I have like a bunch of people in mind, but it'll tell you, it'll tell you your chart and then it'll tell you like the breakdown of why. So like your sun is your identity and your role in life. Your moon is your emotions, moods, and feelings. And your rising is like the mask or how you present to other people. So that's why I feel like I relate so much to my moon and my rising. Cause like that's, yeah. like, but I still like, Definitely am a Sagittarius, but my Gemini signs are strong. It cracks me up that we are both Sagittariuses because so I don't different. feel we're so different. I think you're a November Sagittarius, but I'm on the cusp. I'm almost so apparently in astrology, if you're right, if you're right at the end and almost to a new sign, you have a cusp sign. So I'm like a Sagittarius Capricorn cusp. So that's why I feel like I don't fully identify as like a true Sagittarius because I have a little Capricorn. I think, you know how like a long time ago, maybe you don't know, but they were like, oh, we actually like have an extra month in the calendar. Yeah. So that technically would push everyone's, most people's signs back. And I think you'd still be fine because you're a very early Sagittarius, but I think it would have pushed me into Capricorn. So I think I have like traits of both. I'm basically awful. <laughs> um, I would agree. I do. <laughs> it sounded like you were agreeing where I said, I'm basically awful. And you're like, I'd agree. <laughs> I do not agree that you are awful, but I would agree that that Capricorn was awful. Yeah. Uh, a lot of grown up to do. Bless them. Um, but funny. I'm trying to think. I... But also, I don't feel like I'm, I don't feel like I'm super spicy. Uh, I can be, though. I feel like you're very, though, like, outgoing. You love to, like, be around people. You love to be out and about. And I feel like that's why I never related to my Sagittarius sign. Outside of the traveling part, I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like, I don't feel, I don't know. It's just such, like, a free-spirited sign, which you definitely are. Yeah, but I also feel like I don't have that fire. Like, I don't feel like I'm a fire sign. Yeah. Well, maybe we just have to figure out your rising and your moon again. Get that app. Download it right now. I will. <laughs> but here's the thing. I have asked my mom 1,800 times, when was I born? And she keeps giving me different times. Oh, my God. Get your birth. Where's your birth certificate? With her. Find it. It's on there. Okay. We'll do that. I like it. Um, so what were your thoughts about the little spicy theme? Um, I really enjoyed it. I think I read it twice just to, you know, refresh my memory after I finished it the first time. <laughs> um, and I, I think that, you know, I really, really enjoyed Darcy in that moment. Oh yeah. Me too. I was like, damn. Okay. Damn. Okay. Damn. Um, I feel like that shock, that scene was like good for everyone. I also, very much appreciated how much Darcy was into Elle's boobs. Yeah, I do like a good boob loving moment. Like, it's one of the best parts about dating a woman. Another woman. Boobs. Boobs, boobs, boobs. Oh, someone right. made a, a bookish playlist for this book. I'm reading reviews. Uh, read the songs out loud. One of the songs is Dress by Taylor Swift. Yes. Actress. Yes. They also have Mirrorball by Taylor Swift and Gold Rush by Taylor Swift. Okay, and then, someone just... 
Yeah, well, it was December 14th. And then Yellow by Coldplay, great song. Drops of Jupiter by Train. I could see it. Yeah. Only because I do. Drops of Jupiter in her head. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah, I also, you know, I love the good like holiday gay vibe it had too. Me too. It was a great book. Um, also, I don't think that I would bring, like, they went so far as to be like, okay, you have to come to Christmas. You have to come to Thanksgiving. And in my head, I'm like, I don't care. Like, no. I am not bringing a person that I've dated for a month to my Christmas. It takes me a while to, like, introduce people to family. Like, I want to know that you're sticking around. Otherwise, what's the point? I don't want to have to tell my family I'm... I don't, I'm not the person who like ever told my family, like, I'm going on a date. I'm dating someone. No, you can find out when I'm like six months into a relationship and it's legit. When I'm married, you can come over. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Like you can come to the wedding and meet this person. Um, I will say that uh, Alexandria has, the author has another book coming out this year called Hang the Moon. And it's a follow-up to Written in the Stars. So it's similar to like Talia Hibbert's books where like it's the Brown sisters. Um, And this one is about Brendan. So Darcy's brother is the main character. And he um, is crushing on Annie, who I think is, isn't Annie Elle's best friend? Yeah. So that's like their love romance. And I think, I think Annie... I thought so, yeah. So Annie is bisexual, so it is still another um, queer book. It's just a bisexual love interest and a male-female pairing. So that is exciting. If you really liked her first book, you'll probably like this one too. I'm excited. And stay tuned. Um, well, not stay tuned. For some of you who are patri or patrons, I always confuse the two. Who are patrons? <laughs> who are supporting us on Patreon? We will be discussing some of these same questions with Megan to get some of her thoughts on this gay rom-com book. That episode will only be on Patreon and it should be a video and not just audio, but I have to figure that out. So, And so I will actually look a little better and not in a hoodie and a makeup. I'm going to try to, but I feel like most of our Patreons, our patrons are like our friends. So <laughs> you can see me like this. Um, all right, my friends. Well, this has been another great episode of the Books to Gaze. It has. And our February book club, book club book, it's not really a book club. Our February book is Cemetery Boys. So Sam and I will be discussing that in February. And if you haven't read it, now would be the time. You have probably a month before that episode goes up. I still have to read it. Sam has read it. So. So good, guys. It is so flipping good. We are very excited. Um, So sign up for our Patreon if you want exclusive access and perks to things. We are shipping out our bookmarks and stickers within the next week, and only our patrons get that right now. Um, Leave us a review or rating on Apple or iTunes because it helps our show. Share our show on your Instagram. Um, Like our posts, things like that that are free to do that just help our audience grow and get more listeners. Cheers, queers! Cheers, queers!